Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about a region in Austria that is in Niederösterreich. Niederösterreich literally translates to Lower Austria. And that, in this case, doesn't point to South or Southern Austria. It actually literally means Lower Elevation Austria. Because as you travel west from this part of Austria, you get into the mountains where all the famous skiing and all of that happens. This region is actually named after the Krems River, which is a tributary of the Danube, known as the Donau there. And it, the river also names a town, Krems, under Donau. There are 2,370 hectare uh, inside of this appellation, which is 5,856 acres, give or take a little bit. The village of Krems is on the Danube River, up river from Vienna. It's about 77 kilometers, about 48 miles, west-northwest of downtown Vienna, which is the capital of Austria. It lies at a latitude of 48.2 degrees north, which is comparable to other places you might have heard of, like Stuttgart, Germany, which is in Baden, Munich, Germany. So Stuttgart's at 48.8 degrees north latitude. Munich, Germany is at 48.1 degrees north latitude. And Paris, which is also at 48.8 degrees north latitude. The general expectations that you would have for those major cities, at least generalized climate, is where we're starting. What's interesting, though, to me about this kind of latitude is the very large swing of daylight hours that happen over the course of a year. As you come into the summertime, you end up with very long days. So very long days happen between May and September, with the longest day of the year boasting 16 hours and 7 minutes on June 21st, 2022, which was the summer solstice. And then very short days happen from November through March with December 21st, the winter solstice in 2022, it will offer only eight hours and 19 minutes of daylight. That combination means that spring warms up slow and fall starts to cool off pretty quickly because you lose the warmth of the sun fairly fast. It also means that what the growing season lacks in length is going to be made up for in hours of sunlight that are available for the plant to do its work. Grapevines become fully active when the temperature is above 50 degrees Fahrenheit in general. If you're looking at the average temperatures for Kremstal from May to September, the daily low temperatures are not much below 50, even in the cooler sides, it's like 47. So it doesn't take very much time in the morning for it to get up to active. And then you have all day, 14 to 16 hours of sunlight before the evening ends where that plant can photosynthesize and grow and produce fruit and get towards ripening. So the blessing of all those extra daylight hours is we can get fully ripe grapes in a shorter growing season that isn't a warm climate. But we don't want to leave you with the impression that Kremstal is a truly cold place because I think it's probably a lot warmer than you think and there's some reasons for that. One of the major reasons is that Krems, like Vakau and Kamtal, enjoys this intersection of the influence of the warm to hot 
Pannonian winds that come out of Slovakia and Hungary from the east. They travel to the west and they come up the Danube River Valley and they come into this area. The Pannonian winds are then met by a cool, humid, northern breeze that slips down from the Waldviertel, which is a cool forested district to the north. Those two winds then sort of compete, which is really awesome because you get a warm influence and then it gets to be cooled off and then you get a warm influence and it gets to be cooled off. It gives you peak season. Average highs are 25.5 degrees Celsius, which is about 78 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's just the average, right? They're definitely gonna have spikes above that. They're gonna have a few days below it, but that's the average. Think of that as June and July. The shoulder seasons, think May and September, are 21 degrees C, which is, you know, 69 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and throughout that entire season, the change from nighttime lows to daytime highs averages about the same number of degrees. It's about 10 degrees Celsius, 20 degrees Fahrenheit throughout the growing season. You take all that together, you're like, oh, that's a little warmer than I thought it was going to be. You know, just summarizing that, though, the general climate of the region lends itself primarily to producing delineated, deft, through rich and powerful whites of Gruner Veltliner and Riesling. It's not that you won't find other grapes, but the DAC is saying to us, uh, if you're looking for great quality out of this region, it's probably going to be found in Riesling and Gruner Veltliner. And we make some nice wines from other things too. The Austrians are definitely focused when you ask them about geology in their vineyards and they have it delineated down to details that I simply just don't understand to be quite honest. I have friends who would understand it because they have geology backgrounds but for me I like to put it in more generalized buckets so it just is easier to make sense of and um, I hope that this is not um, overly generalized but I think it's going to work out and I think that we can divide the the basic soil groupings of Krems and Kremstal into two major buckets. The first one is uh, soils that are derived from or very close to crystalline bedrock source. And those kinds of bedrocks are in the families of schist and in the families of gneiss. When you read through the documentation, it's, well, it's just simply confusing. But if you put it in those two big buckets, it starts to make a little more sense. And then the other major positive soil type is uh, luss, which is that wind-blown deposit that's uh, fine and creates the terraces and the, and the deeper soils that you find in places along this strip of the Danube River. And um, in this particular location, it's calcareous luss that is of such great value. All right, so the crystalline-dominated vineyards are on the north side of the river and the south side of the river, meaning the Danube River. And as you move up the valley of the Krems, the, the tributary that comes into to the Danube, and those hillsides that make that valley are where you'll find uh, a lot of these crystalline schist and um, nice formations. You will also find a lot of it to the west of the river Krems, especially in the town of Stein and, and behind the village of Krems, as you move towards the Vakau, because Obviously, just because you draw a line for a village or a municipality, it doesn't change the geology. And so the geology bleeds over from the Vakau into that area. The Luss-dominated soils are more on the east side of the Krems River, on the north side of the Danube, as you move towards and into and then through the villages of Rohrendorf and Gettersdorf. The Luss soils are really great places for Gruner Veltliner, 
and the crystalline soils are really great places for Riesling. Can you grow Riesling in Luss and be successful? Yes. Can you grow Gruner Veltliner on a crystalline soil and be successful? Yes. But in general, Gruner prefers that Luss and Riesling prefers that crystalline mineral driven soil. Crimstall gained its own DAC status in 2007. And uh, that DAC status applies to only two grapes. That's the way the DAC works. The best grapes of a region get to, get to play. And there are four label designations that you can find that will all be approved by the DAC. The first one is just Crimstal DAC. The second one is Crimstal DAC plus a village like Stein. Third, and we're moving up in perceived quality as well. The third one is a single vineyard. Um, for instance, it might say Crimstal Reed Voxberg which is a premier crew uh, vineyard behind the village of Krems. Then there's the final and top quality by designation is Kremstall Reserve. And so the reserve can be appended to, for instance, you could have Reed Vockberg Reserve. Each one of those has its own delineated sets of qualities. And the first thing that delineates them is uh, the range of alcohol. So when you're dealing with Kremstall DAC and Kremstall with a village DAC, those are both 12% minimum alcohol and that's after fermentation. The single vineyards have to be a minimum of 12.5 degrees of alcohol after fermentation and reserve has a minimum of 13. All the wines of the DAC have to be fermented dry. And what should you expect out of them? They offer a vibrant spicy expression of Gruner Veltliner that becomes powerful at the reserve level. Riesling from Krim style is refined and mineral laden as a base reference, with reserve wines becoming textured and intense, but not quite as intense as the level of smrogged examples out of the Vakao. There is an exceptional price to quality ratio in uh, Krimstal, and a great place to start your exploration is actually with the wines of Vangut Stadt Krems. It's a quality-focused co-op with a history beginning in, yeah, wait for it, 1452. It's still owned by the municipality of Krems. They have great supervision and management, and the wines are outstanding examples of the region and the grapes. Until next time. <laughs>